welcome to Zoomcast. But before we begin, I just want to give a brief warning. This podcast you're about to listen to is not safe for work. So please make sure that your boss isn't around, your grandmother, any type of family member, and that you're prepared for very ignorant topics and that you're also not easily offended. Thank you so very much. And let's pop it in. Dude, we were talking about this at IHOP. We have the best conversations at IHOP. We we literally do. Um, so we were talking about going back and forth about Power Rangers and us like and our memories with it. Yeah, yeah. And you were talking about the Ninja Storm Power Rangers. Fucking bangers. Fucking fuck. Yeah, fucking bangers. Yeah. For those that don't know, every season the Red Ranger gets like a battle armor that like it fused together with like a super ultra mega shit, and they get these really cool fucking armor pieces. Yeah, yeah. And oh man, they're not all created equal there either, but fuck, does an Ninja Storm armor look so fucking cool? Dude, that's just a fucking banger. That and the fucking SPD armor. Dude, that, because he can fly. He can fucking that, fly. I think all of them can fly. Yeah, I think so. No, no, I, think, I can't I remember. Think, I don't remember off head. But I remember it's in the car. We're talking about, dude, we're talking about uh, the crossovers too. Yeah, yeah, like the fucking Dino Thunder and Ninja Storm shit. Dude. Dude, this shit was so fucking hard. Bro, like. I, don't, I forget the name of the main villain. But anyway, the main villain of Ninja Storm is this ninja dude, of course. Is a ninja dude. <laughs> he's, fucking, a, duh, yeah. he's a ninja, like, a Lucha Libre. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a ninja mastermind. Yeah, dude, he's got, like, a Lucha Libre mask. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he leads ninjas. That's how hard this nigga is. He doesn't make any sense. That's how hard he is. Yeah, the spider foot ninja clan. Don't make no sense. He can suplex a nigga. That's fucking terrifying. Dude. And the leader, the the main villain of Dino Thunder is this, like, amalgamation of a human and a dino dude. Like, he he's like a reptar ass nigga. <laughs> he's a dooming. <laughs> and I was talking to him about if anyone remembers back in like the early two thousands, this movie called Dinosaurs. It was a Disney movie, and at McDonald's you got these hand puppets that would come in with your Happy Meal. If you had a good ass child look like I did, you would know that they they were like really fucking weird, rubbery, and kind of scary looking. Yeah, it's kind of like the fucking ticket monster Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, but imagine that on a dude's head. That's the main. <laughs> it's an entire fucking skull. He's just a skull amalgamation of bullshit. I don't know what the fuck that means. I, I, I it's whatever though. But basically, he's like a tumor. <laughs> He's basically a tumor. <laughs> He's a fucking, oh god, a dino tumor. And they they get into a fight after they get their asses beat because the combined forces of Dino Thunder and Ninja, Ninja Storm is just too hard. It's hoes. It's too hard. It's hoes. And basically, like, yo, nigga, you you fuck my shit up. And then the Dino Thunder is like, yo, yo, bro, you need to chill out. Your bass is too high, bro, or some shit. <laughs> who's, that, who's that bass in your voice, little nigga? <laughs> and then they get into this fucking badass fight, dude. Mm-hmm. They just like take each other out. And dude, it's the hardest shit ever. Imagine you see like. Uh, what's like the equivalent? Like you see this badass villain for like five hundred plus episodes in a in a show, and you see him get dicked by a dude had half the amount of time and episodes put in, and he, he kills him in like one shot. So the Dino Thunder dude just straight up kills the Ninja Storm, bro. Like he just goes like, "Yo, nigga, nah. yeah, nigga shut that shit up." He was like, "Yo, don't raise your voice at me again." And they're like, "You know your place." I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> He handled, he handled that nigga. Ooh, ooh. I would show everyone here, but I mean, there's no way to show it. Maybe one day I could throw it in there somewhere, but it was fucking hard. This shit was scary as fuck. I was, I was a little kid. I was shaking my boots. I'm like, damn, can those Dino Thunder niggas do it? Like, shit, I don't know. Like, yes, so imagine fucking Dark Side coming out of a boom tube and just fucking slapping Thanos. Yes. Like, hey, nigga, calm down. In so many words. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrifying. Dude, oh, that's just shit. hard. That's just hard as hell. The Power Rangers go so fucking hard, dude. No, dude, we're fucking talking about the fucking um, the purple fucking ranger. Oh, from uh, Jungle Fury. Yeah, from Jungle Fury, the yeah. fucking Yamcha dude. Yeah, he had bitches, dude. He had a dude. hose. He had. He was. He was. Yeah, like you say, he was Yamcha. Just cool. He was onto a hose. Yes, just 
You hear the you hear like the wolf sound effect in the background, like ooh, fucking fuck, dude. And he speed blitz all those niggas. He effortlessly, effortlessly. That was cool. So and I was saying, dude, imagine getting your fucking imagine you and a group of your niggas getting your ass beat by a dude making fucking tiger hands at you. I'd be so fucking butthurt. I'd be scared. Shit. <laughs> You in an alleyway somewhere ah, nigga, And a dude like, just makes a tiger sense and then you like, Oh no this nigga knows too much It ain't worth that Fucking 20 bucks he has in his back pocket <laughs> <laughs> His buy two get one free at fucking Sonics <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know about that one like, nigga, <laughs> nigga that's free food that, That's uh, always a blessing We have to duff this nigga for that milkshake Nigga you can beat my ass nigga. You can have to take my fucking coupons for me nigga <laughs> It's a recession in this bitch <laughs> Oh, anyways, fuck. welcome to the Zoomcast podcast, a podcast bringing you news and discussion on film and pop culture, both new and old, popular and obscure, all with just the right amount of ignorance. And uh, how are you feeling, Ron? Your yeah. name is Ron, and my, I'm Vernon, by the way. Yeah, but say, yeah, just fuck our fuck our names. But yeah, dude, I'm I'm not feeling good, man. I'm like I said in last week's episode, I'm looking forward to recording again. You know, put on more content because we took a really long hiatus. So I'm really excited to just put more stuff out there, have some new highlights, hopefully to throw up soon, and you know, just give more fan to our more fan to our content. I fucking love it here. More content, <laughs> you know, more content, more the 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 uh, more d- uh, damn <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> the Ron Joy is fucking stopped working. Ron 2000. <laughs> Little Ron 1000. Running on shit. Windows Vista. And that's exactly fucking why. Like those XP. Yeah, we're running on Windows 10. It's <laughs> fucking stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude, I'm really excited to just make content again and just, you know, record more. What about you? How are you feeling? I'm all right. Um, yesterday was pretty cool. I went out with my girlfriend. She's cool, I guess. Like, I'm so like, I'm I'm happy. Um, we're it's it's working out pretty well. Um, but besides the point, fuck all that. Fuck all that. I went to a DMV yesterday. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, dude. It's so bad. Like, I got paid to go to the DMV. My job paid me to go do that. And you think, like, oh, dude, it's not a big deal. You get paid to go to DMV. But it's, it's a fucking DMV. It's still the DMV. It sucks ass. All right? I waited for, like, what? I went home. I chilled out for a second. And I went back at 4 o'clock. And usually around, like, 4 o'clock, they start hurrying people out. Yeah. But, no, there's still 140 fucking people ahead of me. Fuck. Dude, it's fucking ridiculous. And it's kind of amazing because you start to see, like, when you get a bunch of people together in a room, there's, like, a lot of niggas in the room. Too. There's a lot of niggas in the room. And like you get a bunch of irritated people together. The first people to start fucking acting up are the fat black chicks. Oh yeah. I mean fat black anything's already yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bad combination. <laughs> they were right? already because like there was no chairs, so no one could sit down and like no, damn nigga. No, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> Bitches knees started to hurt the shit. <laughs> Dude, you know that section where you take your uh driver's test thing on the computer screen? Yeah, yeah. That bitch sat right over there. She went behind the tape, like, yeah, nigga, fuck this. I'll sit my ass down. <laughs> and then the, the security guy's like, man, you can't sit there. He's like, nigga, then make a make a chair for me, then nigga. Like <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Bitch, we don't make chairs in old shit. The fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and dude, they had to squeeze that, her ass into like these two random ass uh, chairs or some shit. They took up two chairs. Dude, dude, yeah, dude. She was like in between like this children and a mother and like young <laughs> people and they squeezed her in, man. Like she was like, she, she got trapped behind like a narrow wall <laughs> and they couldn't escape. <laughs> oh, man. And some people oh, just gave up after God. a while. Like around like 5.30 people started giving up because they close at 5 but if you stay in there it's supposed to take care of you but of course there's that whole shit of like oh, sorry our systems are down like nigga <laughs> sorry I'm pushed out yeah so dog so many words we fucking linked up in the worst ways possible because like I was telling you earlier yesterday I caught the hardest fucking fade leaving off for work because I was a little bit late going so I'm running outside and for anyone who uh, as of this recording the weather's still pretty fucked in Michigan a lot of snow a lot of ice and my dumb ass didn't put down salt last night so I'm running in my whip right I'm like oh shit I don't want to be late and like the way I fell like I, I, I fucking like turned the corner going towards the sidewalk and you, you know those falls where you feel it happening but you can't stop it oh yeah like I felt my leg like sweep from under me kick the other one I'm just in midair and I was like 
Oh, I was I was moving so fast. I barely had time to process it. Like literally in midair, it was like, "Hey, I bet you wonder how I got here." Dude, like, yeah. I just imagine you like that leprechaun thing where you click your heels together, but it was like you never you forgot to jump, nigga. You was like, "Yo, click out!" Like, imagine, imagine fucking uh, Dorothy from fucking Red, Red Riding Hood, fucking clicking her knees and just fucking just eating shit. Like, there's no place like fuck, like dog. Like, I think it made it funnier that you said Red Riding Hood, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Red Riding Hood, clicking her fucking heels from, from Wizard of Oz, nigga. Nigga. <laughs> nigga, from the Wizard of the Never-Ending Story, nigga. Yeah, nigga. your dad didn't read you bedtime stories, nigga. Well, nigga. I might didn't either, so. Nigga, the the Never-Ending fucking Concrete. Like, dog, so... Uh, <laughs> So back to the story, right? Like I said, my knee, like my shit, pretty much like I said, it clicks together, right? And I'm falling, and I literally go in midair. I'm like, oh, like audibly, I'm just like, oh shit! I fall chest first, nigga. I fell so fucking hard. My um, what the fuck was it? My fucking uh keychain thing came off. Like dog, my pet supplies pus fell out the fucking window. Like wow, <laughs> like the shit, like it knocked all when I mean, like the first thing I did when I when I fucking landed, I just started coughing. I was like, oh <laughs> <laughs> this was some blood. Like dog, literally, I I just laid there for a second. I was like, you know what? I can't move. Like nigga, I had I, I had to reboot the, my whole system. Nigga, Ron two thousand encountered a, a fucking major issues and cannot function right now. <laughs> Ron two thousand was dropped down the stairway, nigga. Nigga, I skinned the fuck out of me. Like that. Oh that, no, that, that, that was a badass spill. And like, look, I'm pretty sure my fucking neighbors saw me too because after that, after laying there for a second in utter fucking defeat, I get up and I just slowly and fucking like weakly just limp to my car and then sit in my and then, and then just sit in for a second and kind of just. Softly sob to myself, like dog, that shit hurts so bad. <laughs> I spent the whole time driving, you know, with fucking chest pain. Like that shit was awful. That is so fair. So yeah, you were busy getting fucked at DMV, and I was getting fucked by a nigga the hard treats of life. Like that, that shit hurt it. We'll put to go see our girlfriends later. Yeah, God, <laughs> man, and that made everything worse. But no, like. <laughs> You know, <laughs> damn, I wish I stayed at home. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, but yo, dude, rain, sleet, snow, ass bus, DMV, no matter what, we're still gonna film this fucking podcast. Though. Yeah, let's so get what, in. What the fuck happened this week, man? Who, what happened this week? What happened um, this week? Uh, what indeed happened? What happened? Um, let's see here. So, the biggest news this week, this past week at least, was that Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, stepped down. Effective immediately, right? Right. Effective immediately. Um, but he will stay on board as executive chairman, apparently, until the end of his uh, contract in 2021. Until his tenure is uh, finished. Yeah, and this dude did a lot of shit for the business. He uh, got, of course, Dis. I mean, I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, nigga, Bob Iger bought Disney. Bought Disney nigga. <laughs> answer to me no he bought Lucasfilm okay, he, he okay. tricked that nigga actually no he no, tricked they got Lucas. the fuck out of Georgie bro they got that nigga bro so he got Star Wars he got Marvel um what else he bought uh Pixar too at the time too got it Pixar. is so crazy like on, on a little side note it's so crazy because um I've actually like doing some research and if it wasn't for like the Marvel comics and like the like the Star Wars Marvel comics of the 80s and 90s but like Marvel was facing bankruptcy, mm. so it's funny how Star Wars kind of brought Marvel back from the brink, just for them both to be owned under the same company. Yeah, they're all together, one one thing together, one entity. Our important to fucking Bob Iger. I mean, or at least they used to. I don't know, because it's kind of weird to me, because he, he made the statement saying, you know, after, you know, oh, yeah, oh, by the way, he also bought out fucking uh, uh, 20th Century Fox. That was all fucking. Oh, weird. shit. Wow. Um, he was there during the acquisition and all that shit. So basically, in so many words, it's kind of interesting to me to see that this guy was taking a step down now. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like a thing of like, hey, you know, I got my time in the sunlight. I did a lot of shit. Who, someone else take the reins? You know, fuck this. Or maybe the onset of how much pressure is 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 happening right now. There's so much shit going on. Maybe it's a lot taken. Yeah, who knows? Who fucking knows? I don't know. He's a whole CEO of fucking Disney. That can't be an easy job. Um. or maybe there's some type of sexual abuse claim, some shit, some yes. fucking Me Too shit. Yeah, I was just, some fucking Me Too shit, yeah. But I don't know. I, mean, I doubt it, but it could be a thing. All these fucking people doing shit shouldn't be touching women like that. Yeah, it's true. He didn't, hopefully, he won't be the next fucking Harvey Weinstein. You know, let's try to avoid that. But I, I, we don't know. I, we, we, that's just speculation. But uh, Bob Chepik, 
is taking over. Um, <laughs> and me and Rob were just joking about like this dude is probably like the most super racist, yeah, imagine bigoted that. fucking person. <laughs> he just canceled all the like the fucking like ethnic movies like yeah, nigga, Black Panther two, more like Black Panther snooze, nigga. Get the shut the fuck out my office. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, Captain America is what now? No, cancel that <laughs> no, shit. No, 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 nigga, never happened. We're rebooting all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're bringing back Iron Man. All the white people can can stay in here, all but the you strong, take all that black shit out of here. All the strong white male leads is the future. Fuck all that women <laughs> shit. Fuck, fuck, fuck all that black and ethnic nigga. Black Panther never happened, nigga. Like I no, he, I think he's. I think probably Bob Chepik is like the guy who works in the shadows. He just took his place that he was already supposed to be in or some shit. Like he found out that Black Widow had her own films. Like he spilled his coffee out that morning. <laughs> it's my time now. No, nigga, not in my house. <laughs> He came out the shadows to just eviscerate all women and blacks. Like, no. Avengers Endgame isn't canon. No. No. None of that shit happened. All the black characters died from the snap, and that's all we need to know. Yeah, nigga. All of Black Panther's seen in fucking Civil War. That, 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 that shit never happened. Never happened. No. He, 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 like, ships out, like, these new edits of all the films. <laughs> it's the fucking White Panther dude or some shit it's like that. <laughs> nigga, the White Puma or some shit like that. What the fuck? It's just funny. I would love it if this dude was like a big racist. racist. That that'd be amazing. I, I would love that shit so much. Like like yeah. So you know, with this new wave of Marvel movies, I just want to make it a point that we are we're renewing Captain America. You know, uh, Chris Evans, Steve Rogers. He's gonna give him uh, four more movies. Gonna make three more Thors. Um, Black Panther is hereby now considered Legends material, so <laughs> I will be answering no further questions about that. This shit never happened. It never happened. Never happened. Uh, Into the Spider Verse. Uh, yeah, Sony can keep that. Sony. No. Yeah, yeah, we're dumping Spider Man. We 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 want nothing to do with that nigga. Going into twenty twenty one, Disney's new model uh, is uh, if it's black, take it back. <laughs> it's not where dreams come true, nigga. It's where black don't belong. Like. It's, where black don't, it's where black don't belong, and women stay in the kitchen, nigga. <laughs> It's where black don't belong and women belong in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, dude, I will love it because dude, if if Bob, if, uh, Bob Chepik was racist, he could bring back the fucking uh, song of the South thing that, that dude, fucking Disney put in the vault. Out the Disney vault. Dude, guys, I can't wait! Coming. I can't wait! Every major Uncle theater, Remus is coming out in the Disney vault. Every major theater, nigga, in stunning 4K resolution. <laughs> nigga, see every drop of racism. I, oh, dude, it'd be perfect. Walt Disney was such a fucking racist. But dude, have you yeah. you never been to Disney World before? But when we go there, yeah, there's yeah. this thing called the World of Tomorrow. It's the fucking uh, there's like this attraction at Tomorrowland, and dude, it's the weirdest shit ever. It's like uh, it's him uh, going over like the new uh, things of technology mm-hmm. and various like uh, development and shit. Yeah, ain't such a like oh the good old American dream. No blacks. Uh-huh. <laughs> no American dream. No monkeys. <laughs> oh yeah, they had to go back and redo the animatronics and give it more flavor because like this nigga had no white. <laughs> people. I mean, no black people <laughs> anywhere. It was just all middle-aged white folks just having a good time. Guys, that's, that's some fucking Bioshock shit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fucking weird, dude. It's weird as fuck. Uh, what dudes do you have about Star Wars? Oh, yeah, no. I was, uh, <laughs> I was getting ready to say, uh, speaking of Disney, there's some pretty good news coming out for Star Wars that I'm pretty excited for. Mm. And it's funny because after we saw Rise of Skywalker, we, we kind of talked about it. And I was thinking that they should kind of just ignore what they've done and kind of go in the future. And you suggest they go back. And it came out that you were right because they announced this new thing they're doing called the uh, the High Republic era. And what that is, it's not as far back as the Old Republic. That's like thousands of years ago. It's 200 years before the Skywalker saga, right? And the Jedi, it's like they have like these extravagant robes, these different lightsabers and shit. And the, uh, I don't remember the guy who announced it, but pretty much... It's quoted as saying it's kind of like a, a next to the round table kind of vibe, you know. There's not going to be any Sith floors. There's going to be these people called the Nile. Mm. Kind of, kind of, it's it's, it's, it's going to be like a Vikings Knights kind of thing they're doing, cool. and it's interesting the way they're doing it because um they have been they, they have stated that they felt as though it's been a really big disconnect of how people will watch the movies and they'll kind of fuck with the comics even though they were canon. Like, hey, I'll watch it if I want to. So what they're doing now with this High Republic era, they're going to have these comics and novels 
probably for the next few years, they're going to be uh, written to go along with the movie. And they're going to be crucial. So to understand what's happening on screen, you have to watch the, uh, we have to read the books as a source material. And I really like that. And um, there's a lot of big names. And the, the best part about it is it's a collaborative effort between all, you know, the, uh, the authors. They're making oh. one big story from five smaller stories that will eventually lead to like you know, a, a new series of movies. And it's, you know, theorized that if this does well, then they'll do the whole Old Republic thing. Because I would love to go to go even further back to the past and just yeah. say, fuck this. And then get um, uh, Kevin Feige on this shit. Because Kevin Feige knows the fuck he's doing when he's building a universe. And to do something as ambitious as that, to use yeah, material yeah, yeah, yeah. books and, and actually feel the fire of like from the movies instead of like, you know, uh, instead of reverse engineering it. Normally you see um, you see the book, you come out first anyway, and they'll turn it into a movie. But Star Wars, like you're saying, has been doing it reverse. Like it's been a movie, then books and extra shit to explain what was going on in the movie. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to see them like all controlling in one direction. Like, you know, this is like because you don't really see books coming out with the sole purpose of being a movie. No, you don't. Yeah. But since they have that all that power behind them, you could. Like that's something that could be done because I was thinking kind of weird. It's kind of weird when you put it that way, but it's basically just making a book and making a movie. Yeah, like they always do anyway, and just adapt- not really adapting it, but like having it be a continuation of sorts. Yeah, because you know back when George Lucas was making Star Wars, you know A New Hope originally came out as a book first, then a movie. So it's kind of kind of like going back to the old ways of Star Wars and the way that they did things. But I'm really excited because one of the writers who's going to be making the story is uh, Charles Soule. I don't think you know him, but um, oh, is he that comic writer? Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. who he is. He wrote he, Daredevil too. Yeah, yeah, and he also did the uh, the the Vader series, which, uh, which, if you ask me, is some of the best Star Wars put out in the past few years. So he's writing a story. He's behind it. And I, like I said, I'm just really excited because it's all leading up to something. To to like like you said, it's a new era. It's a new start. It's under that Skywalker bullshit. It's a whole new. It, it's just a fresh take on Star Wars. And honestly. And we can both agree on that. That's what the series needs. Right. Regardless of what you feel about what it needed, because we had a conversation about like, hey, I think lightsabers are still going to be a thing. Like you were thinking more, let's do bounty hunters and shit. I'm like, I yeah, agree yeah. with you. I mean, I think the Mandalorian is what people, you know, like hardcore people would want. But when you talk about like the general basis, like who I, I'm like the general like audience. I'm not like a die hardcore yeah, yeah, Star yeah. Wars fan. No, of course. So when I go and see a Star Wars movie, I just want to see lightsabers and people just knocking each other, you know, beating shit out each other lightsabers. Yeah. Like, it, but, it's, and it's good because I feel like, and also with the Mandalorian and what, how well the ratings are, it's kind of showing that people are more interested in what's going on outside of you know the whole Skywalker bullshit. People want to know about you know like the smaller stories or what happened in the past or how maybe one even in the future. So this is a really exciting, you know, time for Star Wars because the past four or five years, in my opinion, haven't been that great. The movie's been pretty ass. No. And the comics have been good. But again, the movie's like the main stage. So now it's good to see that the the comics, which in my mind is some of the better writing that, that they've had in the past few years, be the main source material leading on to a movie. But yeah, I'm just really excited for that. The High Republic era of Star Wars. I can't wait to see where it goes. Whoa. Uh, that wraps up like the most important news stories. There was some other little shit out there, but not really interesting yeah, talking about. So some other like little nuggets of shit that weren't worth a fart. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> but anyway, that's what happened this week. That is what happened this week. So moving forward, um, it's been a while since we continued this month or and or two, three, four, six months that we've been not been around. It all blends together. It really does. All, all, all the coca hookers is catching up to us. So we're going to continue with the now dubbed, uh, what, what do we say? We said, oh, I forgot what we even dubbed it. You dubbed it. Yeah, shit. Uh, you said it was um unusual love. Yeah, unusual love. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I don't know. It, it's just yeah. love month. Like, fuck. Like, weird love yeah, month. Weird shit. love. Unusual shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, unusual fucking love, fucking yeah. I don't know. Like, don't don't quote us on that. It's just a month where we talk about weird shit and romance. We talk about weird shit doing with love, and this week it leads us to the interestingly <laughs> titled movie Monkey Shines, an experiment in fear. A man trapped by his own body. To Alan, to the start of his new life. So you train monkeys exclusively for quadriplegics? Well, how about if I were to donate a monkey? She hasn't been exposed to anything weird in the lab. No. An animal trained to follow commands. How am I supposed to take care of it, Jeff? The idea is that it's going to take care of you. 
She's unbelievable. She's like a miniature person. <laughs> Get rid of that bird or so help me. One with the mind for revenge. I've been so full of anger. I've had the most horrible thoughts lately. I've made up a formulation based on human memory cells. I've been injecting one of my monkeys. Changing you, Alan. The other with the instinct to kill. No. What the hell are you doing to her? Ellen is getting out of the house, and I'm getting out with her. You do know that that's impossible. Man is the only animal capable of murder. Ellen, no! She did it for me. Did it because I wanted it done. Stop it! Director of Night of the Living Dead, George A. Romero, the master of terror and suspense. You're not gonna hurt me. I'm part of you. Monkey shine. And uh Okay. Mm-hmm. It's fucking this movie's weird. Um so basically some backstory about the movie. Yeah, uh, I got a lot of backstory here. It started as a book. Like you were talking about earlier, you know, adapted yeah. things from books. It started, about, uh, started out um, as a book from Michael Stewart. Um, he is a novelist uh, turned screenwriter. Um, he wrote uh, two political thriller books. He wrote Twilight Strike in 1980 and, and The 51st in 1982. Mm. And then he turned and made uh, scientific horror novels. And he's That's like, coined as like some of like the first people to do that type of shit. So this is my first to like really genre, like yeah. uh, put their you know, the hat in the ring with that. Um, That's cool. But anyway, uh, his first novel that he did in that type of uh, genre was, of course, Monkey Shines. That came out in 1983. Um, and United Artists, the production company, eyed the book and got the rights for the film and uh, for twenty thousand dollars, and that's fifty thousand dollars in today money. Um, <laughs> today money. Today money, that's a lot of money. Uh, Current paper. <laughs> but fifty thousand dollars for 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 your rights for your your stinking book, that's not bad. Yeah. Fifty thousand. So it's, it's like a little bottle film. That's nowadays, a year paycheck no? right there. Yeah. Not bad. But um anyway, so they started production of the film. Uh they got George A. Romero to direct. Um, you know, if you don't know who George A. Romero is, he made uh he made the concepts of fucking zombies. Yes, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Um uh, Creep Show and the Crazies, those type like some really classic indie horror films that are not really indie anymore because it's so well yeah. known now. He pioneered the headshot, really, pretty much. And this is also George A. Romero's first ever per, uh, big studio film. I was surprised to learn about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So because uh, he doesn't do big studios, which is not so really. Well, more of a secluded kind of person. Um, so basically, the production of the film was kind of hectic. Uh, they got $7 million as a budget for the film. Uh, filming began on July 31st, 1987. Um, it was like very extensive uh, filming uh, shoots, uh, 12 hour shoot days. Wow. It's a pretty ridiculous. Shift, yeah. And I'm realizing that. Um, I didn't even go over the premise of what Monkey Shines was about. <laughs> you know what? We'll fucking get there. Like So basically the re- the main reason why it took 12 hour shoot days is because the main premise and hook of Monkey Shines is that it's about a monkey that basically falls in love with a human paraplegic. And it has scientific horror elements to it because the, the monkey has like it sounds so crazy when I say it. the monkey has like telepathic powers. And yeah, shit. and it's being fucking ass injected with super soldier serum like but basically bring it back down to the production side of things you'd have to have a lot of monkeys so they had two monkey doubles <laughs> you need a lot of monkeys for this movie and they were caption monkeys capuchin monkeys they're yeah. like some of the smartest monkeys ever like oh yeah you yeah. fucking smart uh and four monkey puppets for those really scenes they couldn't hurt or harm any monkeys during the production I mean, of course yeah uh but the main monkey was boo Boo gets a credit in the film too. Yeah, Ella as Boo, nigga. Because Ella the is the monkey, the, the female monkey uh, that falls in love with the paraplegic. But anyway, um, Boo is a male monkey, and that's a big deal because male monkeys weren't used much in films because they were too aggressive. Fair. So this is a big deal that Boo was like a male ch- capuchin monkey, whatever. But 
basically, it took a long time to get the correct shots they wanted and all that other shit because it was a monkey. You know, I can imagine that monkey was just running around doing whatever the fuck he wanted to do and they had to get it all in the right shot and all that shit. Uh, so you're pretty much saying there were 12 hour shoot days because there's a lot of fucking monkey business on yeah, set. Yeah, there was a lot of fucking monkey business. There was business. actual monkey business just, on I can set. Just imagine this monkey just flinging shit at things. Like, <laughs> quite literally just flinging shit at the fucking paraplegic. Because basically in the aftermath, like, there was a lot of editing that had to be taking place for the film because a lot of the monkey footage is just a lot of pointless shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just. <laughs> They're gonna throw in shit and eat bananas and shit. <laughs> fucking D- DK Donkey Kong running around. Oh fuck, that's scary. <laughs> no, uh, but basically, um, they edited all down the footage. Orion, uh, the other production company involved with this, um, was really desperate for a hit, so um, they weren't really happy with the original ending of the film. Uh, George was aiming to end it the way the book was um, ended. Um, the book ended kind of very uh, depressingly, uh, but they wanted a happy ending for their film, so they ended up changing the ending behind his back. That's and there, that leads to an alternate ending that exists exists from the, um, I believe it was the, oh man, the Scream Factory uh, Blu-rays that are out. They they include the alter ending of the movie uh, that George intended, um, but th- that led George to saying, "Well, fuck the big corporation. I'm just gonna go back to independent films." So that's the main reason why he didn't ever go back to because he got fucked over. That's yeah, fair. he got fucked pretty bad with that movie. So basically, seven million dollar budget, five point three million dollar return, fifty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Didn't even make the fucking money back. No. But most importantly, it's what we think about the movie. So what do you think about Monkey Shines? Uh, another piece of backstory, you know, my uh, co-workers at my job actually recommended this to us because we, we were kind of, you know, having a dry spell. I'm like, oh, you ever heard of Monkey Shines? Like, oh, yeah, sure. So, the, the, you know, a, a little bit of uh, pretense there. Um, I think this movie is fucking weird like it's definitely very much a product of the times you know you feel like you're watching a fucking 80s movie whether it's the fucking cheesy acting or the overdone you know fucking blood splatters and shit it's just the the movie it's weird like there are moments where i was interested in what was happening but there were also moments where it was so fucking boring that i'd be on my phone just because it, it's this weird, like this movie is weird because it can captivate you one second and then be completely boring for the next like fucking thirty minutes. And this, I, I, I don't really know how I feel about this movie. And but I do, I will say the last fifteen minutes of this movie are just fucking gold, and, and it's worth everyone to watch it just for the last fucking fifteen minutes. I feel like. And before that, it's hard to fucking find this film anywhere. Yeah, like, the only place that's uh, streaming it is in Amazon Prime. So if you want to follow in and watch the movie uh, to have some more insight on it, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's the only way to watch it that I know of. Yeah, I think some other streaming stream services, it. but in so many words, if you want to watch it, yeah, come out some money. So. But basically, this movie is fucking bonkers. Um, and like I said before, the premise of the movie is about a paraplegic. Um, he's a Olympic gold medalist or yeah, something like that. Big boy. Um, his his girl has he's a, a fat ass. ass. Oh okay. my fucking god! This, it opens up with him in his bed with his girl. He's got a girl's got a fat ass. He's tapping that shit. He goes on a run. He takes these bricks. This dude is like built like a fucking. He, he's an Olympic dude. He's built heavy. Dude, fuck all that. Let's about her ass for a second. Like, dog, the movie, <laughs> and they, they know what they were doing. And you'll see if you ever watch the movie, people in the audience, the movie opens, like, he gets in the bed and he runs his hand across her back and he goes to her ass. Like, dude, not only is her shit stupid, but, like, legit, when he does this shit, like, her ass dude was at least a good four times. Like, the, the movie opens with a swole boy and a fat ass. And I was like, you know what? This is interesting. <laughs> her shit was retarded. <laughs> Even though she was in the movie for like all of five minutes, but still, her shit was, oh, oh yeah, boy, howdy. But yeah, he's running with these bricks, you know, doing some Olympic shit. And, you know, hilarity ensues when he proceeds to get fucking hit by a bus. Oh, no, he does. He gets hit by a bus and all the bricks that he put inside his backpack for the added weight just gets smushed over everywhere. He does like a 360 act. Oh, I love it. It, it, it was legit like a fucking Power Rangers dive. Just, oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, no, he, he got that nigga. He lost all his fucking rings. So basically, he gets thrown in, goes to surgery, loses legs, and he becomes a paraplegic. His girlfriend leaves him for the doctor that operated on him. Yeah. 
So <laughs> that's some whole shit if I ever seen. It. If my girlfriend left me for a dude that operated on me, why and I, I lost all fucking senses in my fucking in my body because of this nigga. And you fucking him behind my back, really, dude? And it's so fucked up because quite like going to surgery, he's like, damn, look at this nigga's spine. He'll never walk again. Like, I'll operate, but it's not going to do shit. Like, <laughs> he's the most fucking condescending piece of shit doctor on, I've seen on screen. That that fuck his, girl, his girl is dummy thick, though. And like, I, I, I'm going to fuck up his back and then blow his girl back out, nigga. Dude. <laughs> and exactly what the fuck he did. And like, dude, she was a ho- She's a straight hoe. She straight left ho. him. On, on the day of his return, yeah, after came like, back. yeah, after like however many fucking months or years he was in the office, the day he comes back, she fucking calls this nigga on his house phone. Yep, like yo, where you at? What's up with the dick, dude? It it's so bad. It's it's so it's it's terrible. This dude, he can only control with his mouth. All he's got is his neck and his mouth. He got no movement anywhere. He's got these these caretakers that take care of him, and he's got this futuristic house that yeah. he can just say a number and it opens up a window. He can say anything. He plays music. Play, play his fucking his fucking book lights and shit. It's amazing. On and off, call people. Yeah, stroke his shit. dick. A whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> And basically, his best friend, the guy, the, the paraplegic dude, his best yeah. friend is a doctor. And the doctor um, performs these experiments on these monkeys. Yeah. And uh, he shaves his brain and he puts in a little glue block. I'm sure that's not how it works to make monkeys smart. You just shave a brain and make them eat brain juice. It doesn't really work that way. Yeah, he just had a high protein brain diet. Yeah, I don't fucking yeah. get it. No. But basically, uh, Ella is a monkey that he injects with the smart monkey syndrome thing. Smart monkey syndrome. <laughs> and basically, uh, <laughs> being the paraplegic's best friend, his best friend goes, you know what, dude? I got this crazy science. I'm a crazy scientist, dude, but you're my best dude. Here's my crazy ass monkey I made for you. And even he's a piece of shit because the whole premise of that is like his lab is going to get shut down and he need to produce results. He's like, damn, how do I prove that my monkey is a smart monkey? Oh, shit. I have a fucking best friend who's a paraplegic. How about I sick my fucking military grade monkey on him <laughs> to keep my fucking to keep my basement lab my open? My Diddy Kong monkey. To keep my fucking basement lab open. Yeah, dude. Basically, the hilarity ensues when uh, he gets this trainer, uh, the paraplegic's girlfriend, basically. Quite literally. I, other I, girl. I, I forget her fucking name. Yeah. Sally. Fucking she's Sally. I, I, I yeah. think, yeah, something like that. And and basically, uh, she comes in in the picture after uh, the paraplegic's main girlfriend leaves him for the fucking doctor, dude. And she trains monkeys for paraplegics. Ironically, that's such a weird fucking job. Oh, uh, dude, before we even get into that, can we talk about just <laughs> how funny it was when it's revealed that he's fucking the doctor? Because uh, the, his, his, his best friend scientist, you know, Mr. Stanley Tucci, he comes in like, yo, what room is he in? I want to see him. And then uh, the, the doctor's like, nigga, he's in room 4B. Leave me alone. And he's walking out. And then uh, his girlfriend, or his ex at the time, she's walking in. And then he's like, oh, fucking Samantha, you, 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 are you coming to visit him too? She's like, Coming to visit who? And Damn. then he was like, yeah, some whole shit. And then he's like, uh, wait, so then why are you here? Oh, let me preface this. Oh, yeah, so yeah. this is before you know. So so basically he comes home and basically this guy's miserable. You know, the the, the paraplegic dude, fucking miserable. Like he commits suicide. He tries to commit suicide. He does, yeah. And that's how he ends up in the hospital where this takes place. So he basically committed attempted suicide. Yeah. And she, and she didn't even know he was in there. She didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And, and it's funny because... The dude said like it was a power play, but it was some of the weakest shit in the world. He's like, oh, why are you here? Then the fucking doctor goes, oh, she's here to pick me up. And oh, goes, you weak nigga. <laughs> nigga, she came to give me a ride home from school, nigga. Like, <laughs> and, it's, and it's great because the dude was like, oh, wow. It, it's just not something scene because the fucking scientist, he's like, oh, so will we diagnose this doctor a case of, you know, fucking bitch nigga phobia or some shit like that? <laughs> and then he, he looks at his girlfriend, he's like, yeah, and look at you, you clinical cunt. You and, clinical cunt. <laughs> and he just roasts these niggas, he's like, yo, fuck y'all niggas, I'm gonna go and see my homie now. And and uh, I, I just found that scene to be hilarious. He's not much for homie for giving his crazy ass drugged up monkey, but uh, basically, the monkey and the paraplegic become best of friends. Yes. And almost creepily so. The monkey falls in love with the paraplegic. Yeah, she fucking plays music for him. She hugs him and dances with him. And anytime any other woman, even if it's his own fucking mother, tries to, you know, talk to him, she gets all angry and shit. 
It's a weird relationship, like you said. And the monkey starts killing things and killing people that's in his way. And they're starting to sync up with their logic or something with their brains. And they're becoming the, the, the monkey Ella is becoming like more sentient and more uh, smart and uh, basically using telepathic powers to 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 sync with like <laughs> the paraplegic dude, yeah. and the paraplegic dude turns into a monkey. One scene, he starts to get mad because basically Ella controls his anger. Yeah, and he's like cursing his mom out, and he curses everybody out. He's getting all upset in some scenes, and he gets he's like, "Oh, Ella's making me mad again." Ah! Get away from me! There's there's danger. <laughs> He pretty much becomes a fucking anamorph. Yeah. In so many words, it's the. I wish I could explain it a little better, but you have to see it for yourself. It's so. It's so weird. Because the fucked up part is, this is literally the best we can explain it. Like, that's exactly what happens. And and it, the movie pretty much wraps up in like, the funniest fucking way possible. The weirdest way. He basically ends up killing the monkey by just uh, dogging his oh, shit. Oh, no, 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 no. Before we even get there, l- l- let's talk about just the hilarity that went with that, that entire, like, fucking 30-minute scene, right? So the first thing that the, the monkey does, you know, the first body count in the house is him and his mom get into it. So the monkey gets a hairdryer when the mom is in the fucking tub, he just fucking fries her, right? <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then his best friend comes over. He's like, oh, uh, fucking Tucci. She's like, hey, my- Tucci. <laughs> my mom's in the bathtub. Hey, hey Tucci. Hey, hey Tucci. Uh, Ella's here. Help. I'm scared. So then it's this big ass fight where, like, Ella, she fucking, like, she takes a serum and she injects him, but then he turns to a retard before he dies. He's like, I will know and I don't know where to go. <laughs> and then he fucking just passes out and dies, right? And then he calls the um. And it's funny because it, it, this is really a scene where there's a fucking monkey and a paraplegic fight over a fucking wire telephone. It's hilarious, but um, it's the most intense shit ever. But the, the basically, uh, he's trying to call someone, but again, be reminded he's a paraplegic and he only work his from the neck up. So he's just trying to like grab this cord around his like his neck and shit. Yeah, fucking wrap around his like pushing him. It, it, yeah, it's the most intense scene for no reason. Like if it was a guy able bodied person, they would just smack the fuck out of that monkey. But since it's <laughs> Such an even level playing field. That's where the real terror comes in. A paraplegic and a fucking monkey. But um, (laughs) (laughs) so he calls. He he gets a call over right, and the girl comes in. She fucking breaks his window. She comes in to help him, whatever. And when I say Ella does the hardest fucking cross up I've ever seen in my life. Like the girls running around and shit, Ella trips her, and the bitch falls so hard she damn near fucking breaks her neck. Like she falls and hits the table, and you hear a fucking you know a royalty free sound effect. And I was like, damn, that bitch is out of there. And then the fucking paraplegic, he's like, I don't know what to do. Like he's freaking out of shit. He's like, oh, wake up, wake up! But he can't shake her, so he uses his mouth to control his chair, and he just keeps bumping into her. Like, oh, wake up, oh, wake doop, up, wake up. Doop, doop. Oh god, but but like you said, it all culminates. To um, because the monkey likes to like play slow music and dance with him. He can uh, it's discovered he can move his right hand a little bit, right? So he uses his right hand and he pushes the radio cassette, and the monkey comes on his neck. The monkey comes on his neck. The monkey gets on his neck, and then he's like, "Oh, I, lo- I love you. Come here, give me a hug, sweetie." And then he bites to her fucking neck, and I shit you not, like literally, you know, like a dog with a fucking squirrel. He just starts swinging her side to side, and there's fucking blood gushing everywhere. And it's just the stupidest shit in the world. Like, he literally dogs her shit, to, to be quite honest with you. And this movie, like, is interesting. He shit talks the monkey the entire time. Oh, like, God, you yeah. fucking little monkey, I'll kill you, you bastard. I'm going to eat your... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to eat your fucking lungs. Like... <laughs> He's giving like this Clint Eastwood talk to this fucking monkey. And it's just, Cause you can tell this dude is so fucking serious. It's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat your heart. I'm gonna shit down your neck. Like, That's right, you fucking bitch. Like, like imagine Clint Eastwood trying to fucking scare a dog. Like, it's the funniest shit in the world. The fuck is going on? But this monkey was it was it, it was it was it was, it was, it was everybody rather, shit. rather interesting. And I'm really interested to see what the alternating was all about. Um, but the ending is basically all tongue in cheek. Find you come to find out that the guy did the surgery wrong and he could walk all all along. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also though, he he got his revenge because Ella she found out the cabin. 
That's a cheating bitch, and the doctor was saying that, and she lit it on fire and just killed those niggas. So that that happened too. Oh, she does in fact kill his ex girlfriend, and, 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 and he's happy girl. about it. Uh. Because his mother's like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to tell him. Oh, honey, there was a fire. He's like, oh, I know. And it was amazing. And then he fucking just turns around and fucking wheels away on a little fucking <laughs> Professor X chair. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's like this really cool scene in the beginning. I never growing up, hopping around everywhere. But there's a scene in the beginning where uh, his mom is just showing all these pictures when he could walk and shit. And that man, man, you are the coldest nigga ever. Look at you running and shit. Look at you. And he's like, yeah, mom. And, and his mom was like, oh, what was that thing you wanted to be when you were a little kid? What was it? This Roboto bullshit? He's like, mom, I wanted to be a robot. I guess I got my wish. And he just goes in fucking real truck. <laughs> it, was, it was Mr. Robot Mother and I guess now I got my wish. <laughs> oh man. Oh, What's your final thought? Fuck. What's your takeaway? I'm not going to watch this movie again. Like, I, I don't even think, I think the most I would do is I would get a bunch of friends and go like, yo, yo nigga, you ever seen Monkey Shine? And I would have to be heavily intoxicated to watch this movie again. I don't think I would give the movie a second viewing but I, I do think it's worth it just for the first time appeal because there's so much shit that's meant to be taken seriously that because it's the 80s hasn't aged well and it's just garbage. So I think it's funny for the, the nostalgia aspect. Just like, wow, look at this. Look at how this shitty movie aged shittily. But I... I, I that's entirely fair. It, it was interesting. I, I'm glad I saw it because uh, uh, after you get to your thoughts... Mm. There's a special person that we want to talk about after the uh, after after your final thoughts. A special man that we met in the credit sequence of this movie. Oh, <laughs> but my final thing, my final takeaway from this film is that it was shot. Uh, I mean, George A. Romero, like um, he does. Uh, I mean, there's some sense. There's some kind of funny uh, tongue in cheek things going on here. I mean, it's a concept of a radioactive monkey telepathic telepathic fucking powers taking care of a paraplegic dude yeah kind of fucking you don't get any weirder than that you, you literally don't it's like, it's like Jojo's level of fucking crazy shit so in so many words I enjoy some of the acting in here I mean some of the acting was kind of funny um, and kind of interesting and actually pretty good I feel like the I forget the main dude's name who plays the paraplegic uh, I think it's Jason Bech Oh, B E G H E, yeah, he's yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah, he's he's a pretty he's a com- he's a competent actor. Uh, but overall, I yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I wouldn't want to watch the movie again. Uh, I thought it was an interesting first watch. I think anyone should see this movie at least one time. It's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, no, never again. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of good. I kind of fell asleep almost a little bit here. No, and there. yeah, you did. I was like really funny. tired, but um, but the movie didn't help. No, yeah, it, it was some boring parts in there, but pretty funny. Yeah, because like, I had a good time. Like so, on this podcast, new and old, popular and obscure. So you know, it, it keeps true to the moniker. But you know what? The most fucking amazing thing that happened. It was two hours in. And we're watching the fucking credit sequence, and we see this fucking funny ass name in the credits. This fucking king of a man. Mr. Paul <laughs> Hoffert. Because <laughs> uh, nobody knows this, but we have this thing that we do. Like, whenever you watch movies, like, we'll watch a credit, kind of make fun of the names. And I didn't even catch it at first. I was looking at some fucking Asian guy's name or whatever. And then you look and you're like, damn, Paul Hoffert. I was like, that. I was like, wow, that's a fucking name. You're like, yeah, that's a two piece and a side of biscuit name. <laughs> I just imagine Paul Hoffer is just this dude who's like Colonel Sanders' son or some shit. He's got the fucking like get up. He looks like uh, Doug Dimadone with the fucking big ass fucking like uh, uh, hat, and he's, he's just breathing hard and shit. He's like a fucking lawyer. He's like, I say, I say, I say, I'm Paul Hoffer. And he's constantly shit. fucking sweating. And it's great because we spent the better part of like 10 minutes ragging the house, probably a fat nigga name. And then we looked it up and lo and behold, it was a fat nigga. Yeah, that's so, a big ass nigga. That's a big nigga it's name. It's a big fucking boy, that Paul Hoffer. Dude, you don't name a kid Paul Hoffer if you don't expect <laughs> there to be 300 more pounds added onto that. <laughs> God, he, he was up there with fucking Forrest Whitaker and Crying Game. Like, that, that nigga has some calories. That's, like, a, oh. that's a hirsty nigga right there. <laughs> that nigga that's has some deep fried pickled ass nigga. <laughs> that nigga has some heft. Like, <laughs> It's a hefty, hefty nigga. <laughs> that nigga's fucking sodium consumption is hefty, 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 my nigga. I'm like, wait, dude. <laughs> that's two scoops, head ass. No, three scoops, head ass. Nigga, that's a deep fried Oreo ass, nigga. <laughs> wow. That's a big boy. That's a powder sugar type of nigga. <laughs> oh, God. 
You've reached the law offices of Paul Hofford. You might need the fucking sloth from Zootopia. Like, <laughs> woo. Uh, Paul Hofford was the best part of that movie. He's the dude. But look him up. I think he's a key grip or an anim. He's a uh, no, he's a music dude. I think. Whoever he is, he's a fucking guy, and I'm pretty sure he was the best part of that movie, both inside and out of the scene. <laughs> oh, he's a big person. He's a big person inside With a and big out. big-ass heart. Yeah, and they get a, in a big-ass fucking waist. <laughs> Damn, that's a big-ass boy. <laughs> Anyways, you... Make sure you guys follow us on our Twitter at Podcast Zoom. That's Z O O M P to keep up with some updates and shit like that. And make mm-hmm. sure you go ahead and go to our Gmail at zoomcast at gmail.com and give us any questions or any type of that shit. You know, um, if you find out who Paul Harford is, you hit us, tell us to hit us up because I want to have an interview with that dude. Yeah, no, I, I would love to have Paul Harford on, on the podcast. You can hear the fucking rolls of his fucking like <laughs> un, his under rolls in there. Just, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he might actually be like a you know a proper like fucking British gentleman or some shit like that. I'll have you. Know that I eat two tea and crumpets a day. <laughs> I'll have you know I've lost five pounds between now and Monkey Shine. Hi, you bigotry. <laughs> I am too tired to, to trifle with you. <laughs> Shit, where's the bathroom? <laughs> I need some help. No. <laughs> Uh, anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, make sure you go ahead and follow us on uh, SoundCloud. Uh, like us on Apple Music, Google Play. Uh, we're everywhere. We're on Stitcher, and like Ron would say, we are the gonorrhea of podcasts. That itches you can't scratch, and that won't go anywhere. You can find us everywhere. Yeah, you don't call the doctor in the morning because you know what it was. Yeah, you know who it was. Yeah, you know exactly what it is. Yeah. The when it burns, you know what it was. And they get the coronavirus like I sit on us. <laughs> it's been killing all these niggas. Yeah, nigga, nigga, we've been killing again with this podcast. We've been killing again before it was announced. Nigga, our pod, nigga, our body counts is in the tens of dozens, nigga. <laughs> it's true as fuck. Those niggas haven't seen our Mortal Kombat podcast. Dude, nigga. we got like 16 views. That is like the highest view count I've ever seen in my we've life. We've killed more people than the coronavirus, nigga, with the laughter. Wow. This is the best fucking medicine. Uh, but anyways, um, thank you guys again for listening. Thank you um, always. We will come. Thank you all. What? Always. Oh, I thought you take all this. I thought, what the? <laughs> we do some backwards ass talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm playing this across the pocket. I'm saying it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Way backwards. Six, six, six. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but thank you guys for listening. We'll be back to you next week with our regu- regularly scheduled um, programs. Programs. Same bad time, same bad channel. Um, yeah. Pretty much. Thank you all. Thank you. Good night. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hoffert. <laughs> <laughs>